Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hi, this is Freddie Spencer coming to you after the 2018 MotoGP race, the Shell Malaysian Grand Prix from Sepang International Circuit. Now, you can count on a couple of things being the case when you go to Malaysia. One, it's, it is going to be hot, and it's going to be very humid every single day. The other is, is changing weather conditions. And that means that there's going to be a lot of showers, opportunities for that. And as we saw on Saturday, just when it rains, it pours. And so it puts a real premium on the opportunities to come when the conditions are dry. And so you have the riders, one. A lot of pressure on the riders because they know that every single lap counts. If it's dry in the beginning of a session, you better get in and lap time when you can, just in case the rain does come. The other is certainly on the engineers and the crew itself. Because if they are going to make changes, they're going to improve the bike, they need to be on top of that because you may not have a lot of opportunity in, in future sessions if the conditions aren't right. And so that puts certainly some pressure. The other is is the fact that the season is coming to an end. And so when you have riders that maybe hadn't won a race yet as the season is going on, start getting a little bit desperate. Certainly start running out of time. Same thing as if you hadn't finished on a podium or if you need to get in a good result to make sure that you get the best deal that you possibly can for the next season or a deal at all. And so it puts, uh, there's a lot of expectation there. Even though the championship is over with for the, the individual championship, there is the constructors' championship, which of course Honda wanted to get wrapped up if they could over the weekend. And so there's still a lot of things to be done and said. Now, let's talk first about the Yamal situation. The Yamals have certainly improved over the last few races. Started in Thailand. That um, they, there was a lot of, of talk, and as we know, and we have talked about it during these podcasts, that the uncertainty, uh, certainly, of what the Yamaha M1 could do in hot conditions, grip was an issue, getting the power to the ground in those, those difficult and hot conditions, consistency of that, the fact that a lot of times it would, it, there was um, problems with it using up the edge grip and, and, and drive acceleration was an issue. So with the improved performance uh, in the race in Thailand of both Maverick Granales, who finished within, what, a couple tenths of the lead, and even with Valentino. Valentino was right there until the last corner. He believe he ran wide, and he, and, or he would have finished within a second of the lead. That was certainly uh, an improvement. And that showcased itself perfectly um, in the last round in Australia, where Maverick Vinales came from, what, 10th on the first lap, came through and managed the race perfectly and got that, got that first win of, for the season for Yamaha, obviously even longer back than that, uh, back in from last year. So 
Valentino Rossi was right there, but he really hadn't shown what he could do yet. Uh, and even though he was he was what uh, in the top three uh, up until he faded faded right there at the end of the race in Australia. So there was a lot of hope, I guess you could say, going into the race weekend. And and as I said before, remember a couple of shows ago, I talked about how that when, when a bike struggles and when certainly the t basic overall morale of the team is, is down, it puts even more emphasis on the rider's positive mindset because you maybe don't put yourself in a position to be able to have a better result or the best result as you possibly can because the expectation level is a little bit down. And, and so I believe, I really believe that going into this weekend after Mavericks win last weekend, that showed Valentino even, you know, that, that the performance certainly is there. And when your teammate does it, it's, it can be a positive inspiration. Uh, for for the teammate, the other teammate, to know that hey, you know, if I put myself in position, maybe I can win a race uh, also. Now let's before we get into the race, let's let's talk about the other other teams starting off with Ducati and Jorge Lorenzo. And some people might have wondered, you know, why would he not or put himself in position to go there? Um, if he wasn't 100% sure that he could race. Well, you sometimes just don't know. And, and as a rider, you, you kind of believe that you can overcome it, uh, that if you got on the bike and, and get the adrenaline going, that there's that possibility uh, that you can get the job done. And, and for him, it's, it's more than just finishing the season off um, on the Ducati. There could be some other issues, uh, whether it's financial or, or, or situations with the team. We don't know. Only Jorge and Ducati know about that. But I think also there was the fact that he wanted to finish, if he could, um, get some laps in before he makes that transition on the Tuesday after Valencia on the Honda. And, and I certainly can understand that. But you could see when he was leaving the garage on Friday, that he could hardly get the motorcycle steered out of the garage to make the turn, leaving pit lane. So it, there were just really, as it turned out, no opportunity, no chance. And so Michele Perro uh, would fill in for him beginning on Saturday. It was interesting, though. There was there was certainly some words, I guess, afterwards o over Twitter between Dovey and and Jorge um, that has seemed to kind of festered within that team. And certainly there's some friction there. I think it's been going on for quite a few years that, um, anyway, won't be the case uh, after this season because it'll be on, on separate teams. The Honda uh, going into this weekend, I think for Mark and them, just mainly uh, to make up kind of, you know, they had the great run, obviously, in Japan, wrapped up the world championship, had the near-close call between him and Johan Sarko at the start of the Australian Grand Prix that, uh, as it turned out, thank goodness we said, and as everyone knows, Johan was okay at, at that high, after that high-speed crash, and then Mark was very fortunate that he didn't go down. So, you know, going in, obviously, for him, it's just mainly finishing with two wins. He's already wrapped up the World Championship, and as I said, to help Honda make sure they get the constructors championship um, which is which is important for the team and, and for the manufacturer itself 
still uh, obviously in the battle with, with with Ducati, but the fact that Ori's not there, it's just left basically left up to uh, Dovi to get that job done. And and if Michaela Piero could have a strong result on on Sunday, that certainly would have been good and, and help out with that. But um, it was certainly going to be, I believe, a and as we expected and and thought it would be is not just a Dovey and, and Mark show anymore. That with the strong performance of the Yamahas in the last few races, I certainly did expect that either um, Maverick Vinales or maybe Valentino would be there. And the old veteran, you know, gets the job done in the pinch and with the strong showing, as I said, with Maverick over these last few races, he would certainly want to get his win, you know, um, get his one a good performance in for him and hopefully win, possibly win, before the season ended. The other manufacturers um, still have work to do. Uh, KTM and Aprilia, I think that, you know, they all know what they need to do and what, to increase their own individual performances. And, you know, KTM, I think, has, the, in my opinion, the best potential because of the fact of so they're certainly going to have a strong test program and riders that, with, with Danny Petrosa now as going to be their test rider beginning the next season, they're going to have a great opportunity to um, to step up. And, and it's great to see Johan finishing the scenes and stronger leading into the making that change with KTM that they can maybe step up and, and get up there. Because certainly now with Suzuki up there and their strong performances, their overall package being what they what they are, um, with Alex Wren stepping it up, uh, we see Anoni, you know, a little bit. I think the team going into next year certainly would have been an incredibly strong team just for, if it was Anoni was still there be, with Alex Renz because of the known, what, what he's been able to do. Um, but with Johan Muir, uh, John, uh, Muir joining the program for next year, I think it's it's certainly going to add a little bit of uncertainty, but we know that their their bike has gotten stronger, and and certainly is right there, and it's great to see. So, uh, it's really KTM I think is going to have the best potential to to step up and and join that, uh, join the basically the Honda, Ducati, Yamaha and Suzuki program for next year, and and that's going to be the strongest MotoGP racing Grand Prix racing at the top level has been maybe even ever from a manufacturer's standpoint. So that's great to see. In qualifying, as I said, uh, the possibility of rain, and we saw that drop of, of incredible amount of rain on Saturday before, during right around Q1. It was at the end of Q4, or practice four before Q1. And that caused, you know, obviously some uncertainty, and they had to wait and delayed qualifying. Um, but... Uh, Batista did a great job um, to get in from Q1 into Q2, and his lap time at that 2.13.1, if he could have ran that in Q2, he could have been, I believe, up on the second row, but he ran slower in Q2 uh, and was a couple rows row farther back. Mark put in uh, a great qualifying run and, and, and got on the pole, which is what he needed to do, and... Um, but he got penalized, and because during um, qualifying, coming out, I'm not sure what corner it was, 
he, he wasn't paying attention where he was or didn't see uh, the rider behind, didn't get offline quick enough, and he brought, uh, blocked Anoni, and that caused him to get moved back um, some positions uh, for the start of the race. And, um, you know, I understand exactly why that has to be done because every lap um, is a premium with qualifying tires and, and things. Um, and with limited amount and qualifying positions, and, and it's something that, that has changed, uh, quite honestly, from back when I was racing, um, and because you would have riders that would intentionally try to get in behind you, and sometimes they would block you, and, and it wasn't something that, that was monitored as much, but it is part of, of what is monitored now, and, and certainly understandable, and it's not just the fact of black riders, it's a safety issue. And it's something that, that has to be addressed. And, and it, again, it's, it's, it's something that the riders have to pay attention to and something that is, that is equal across the board. So Mark was back, um, moved back uh, six spots, and that moved Johan Zarco up to a pole position. And so it was going to be important for Johan to get a good start. Um, and if he does struggle with anything sometimes, it is a start. Uh, of the race, and, and he certainly struggled with that at the start, but um, the race did, you know, get started, and it was going to be always interesting to see what happened after that first lap with Valentino in the lead, and everything that could have happened positive for Valentino did, and, and, and I want to talk about just how impressive his performance was, the consistency that he ran. Uh, in those hot conditions, and everything that it seemed like the Yamaha had struggled with over the this this year, it didn't. It didn't struggle, and he did everything he possibly needed to do. And his teammate Maverick Vinales didn't wasn't able to do what he did in Australia, which was come from so far back. But he did a great job. In fact, if you look at how close he was to the lead at the end, only four seconds down. Um, that is probably what he was down that first lap or two, which is always um, the penalty that you get when you don't get a good qualifying position and when you don't make up as much time as possible that first lap. Um, and those are two things that really make a difference, especially now the times are so close and the riders are so, uh, like I said, so close in time. Um, it's, it's important. Good qualifying position and certainly, if not, is to do exactly what Mark did, which is basically nullify that penalty that he got in the starting position that first lap. He was right there, one fifth place, and right there with the lead group. As the race went on, those few laps, um, Valentino just reeled off the uh, consistent time, and the only rider that was able to really stay with him as we got about halfway disowned was Mark. And so I felt it was going to be interest, interesting to see what was going to happen here. Either the tires were going to fade or someone was going to make a mistake. And you could see that basically Mark didn't seem to have anything for Valentino right there toward the end. And it didn't look like that Valentino was having to push too hard. Now, one thing that you can't see and I can't see, none of us can see as we're watching, is how much on the edge the riders are. And this is what the writers feel that you can't see over the screen, is movement, is little bit of movement at certain times. As you're applying the lean angle, 
as you're going in that corner. That edge is, is just the front's turning and the rear's breaking and it catches, both catches at the same time. And then as you go to the throttle. And the rider is always trying to get the, especially as the grip goes away, that just perfect angle to where you can manage the slide to where it doesn't feel like it's too far over the edge. Because when it is, that's what happened to Valentino. Is that every single time, you know, he was able to catch it and, and it was fine. Except that one time. And, and, it, and the, the slide happened early in the application lean angle. Which is the hardest ones to catch. Because you have so much farther for it to go. And, and unfortunately, he wasn't able to catch it. And, and that cost him a lot. And I, I know everybody... You know, it was a disappointment for many reasons. One is, is that it was a great ride nullified by one mistake. And the fact it was great to see. And it would have been great to see what was going to happen those last three laps between the old veteran and, and Mark Marquez, um, young rider. And that is something that unfortunately was missed out on. But there is one more race to go. And I know I'm looking forward to it. In fact, I'll be down at Valencia getting ready to kind of get a feel for how it happens in race control and stuff, getting ready for the new new position. I'm looking forward to being involved with MotoGP racing next year. So I'll probably see, obviously, a lot of people down there. And I'm looking forward to it. I hope you are too. See you then.